0: Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you for tuning in. We've got some people in the chat here already. Us and them says, what up? Thanks for the coverage, bro. So does Robert. Appreciate you guys being here. So yeah, day one of Jaguars training camp in the books. I've got my top takeaways from the day that was. It's about 1130 Eastern time here. Jaguars hit the practice field around 850. 50. Practice for less than two hours. It was a pretty abbreviated practice, but we'll dive into all of it. Uh, Talk about what Doug Peterson had to say before the practice. Trevor Lawrence spoke with the media after practice. We'll look at all that. We'll look at what happened on the field. Got to start it off here with some somewhat unfortunate news. With Devin Lloyd, Jaguars' first-round pick at 27 overall. They traded up from 33 to to get up to 27 to land Devin Lloyd they gave up a fourth round pick and a sixth round pick. He suffered a minor hamstring injury recently that popped up yesterday when the team reported to training camp. So obviously that's the biggest news out of the first day of camp is that Devin Lloyd uh, was not available at camp today. He was working off to the side, has a a slight limp on the right leg with a compression compression pants on on the right leg trying to get him right there with his hamstring but doug said um it's not like a major injury it's not going to hold him out for a long time he should be back relatively soon for the jaguars which is the good news it won't require surgery or any sort of rehab they just kind of got to let it heal up a little bit and then they'll be able to get him back out on the practice field Uh, If you enjoy the content here, please subscribe and hit that notification bell so you don't miss a show on here. You can follow me at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter and Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag for all the latest updates. I'll be out there at pretty much every day of training camp. I'll I'll be doing my best to get highlights and clips and, and get all the information for you guys that I possibly can. John says, elbow cough, elbow cough. Debbie Lenz checking in says hi everyone. yeah, I hope everyone's doing well on a Monday here not letting the week drag you down yet. but again Devin Lloyd did suffer a minor hamstring injury. Not today it was um not sure what day it did happen but it popped up for the Jaguars yesterday when he reported. I think he should be back quickly. Doug Peterson said as much um, no one on the pup the PUP the physically unable to perform list, which means everybody on the Jaguars current roster uh, should be ready for week one. And that's, that's a big deal. I mean, obviously you can have a lot that can happen between now and week one of the regular season, but at this point it doesn't look like anybody is going to start the season um, and be inactive. So that's, that's a huge win and, and it's a good start for the Jaguars. I know, A lot of first-round picks in Jacksonville have had injuries to start their career. When you look back at Dante Fowler, uh, Jalen Ramsey, now you have Devin Lloyd. But again, this is very minor. It is not something to be overly concerned about. And as long as the Jaguars uh, don't rush him back and they take care of this and, and do it the right way, which there's no indication that that's not what they're doing. Uh, then he should be fine and be ready well before the start of the regular season. That's the good news about Devin Lloyd. Some other injury stuff, C.J. Bethard uh, not participating in team drills today. He was out there. Jamal Agnew and Darius Williams, the same thing. Uh, you saw them doing a lot of different stuff out there, but just they, they did not do the team stuff. I think Jamal and Darius are as close to 100% as you can possibly get without being 100%. I think it's more of just the Jaguars making sure that they uh, they don't rush these guys back. And I think how they're handling Agnew and Williams is a good indication that they're not going to mishandle the Devin Lloyd situation at all. Um, and the one player we kind of thought might end up on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list, was James Robinson. And he's not um, he's not on the physically unable to perform list. He wasn't participating in practice fully. He was doing his own stuff off to the side working on the running and cutting and and getting back into 100% shape after the Achilles injury. You know, some people like Cam Akers, he defied the, the laws of nature coming back after five months from the Achilles. Whereas you see other players, it takes them a year plus. I think it looks like James Robinson right now is more on the faster track of recovery, which is really good news for the Jaguars as he is, One of the more consistent backs in the league really does everything well from a carrying the ball, uh, picking up pass pro, and also catching the ball at the backfield. He's a pretty complete back, which uh, you obviously want to get him back. You have Travis Etienne. Love him. Absolutely. You have Snoop Connor, You have Rykel Armstead, a couple other guys. But the Jaguars are a better team with James Robinson is healthy. And uh, he's been – Probably over the last two years, their most consistent offensive player, to be completely honest with you. So no pads today. When you talk about actually getting on the field, there was no pads. Uh, They're still going to be working up to that. This was kind of an extension of what you saw at OTAs. And uh, over the next few days, they'll be working up towards getting the pads on and um, then getting ready for their August 4th. Hall of Fame game showdown with the Raiders in Canton. So again, very light work today. No pads, and they weren't really uh, they weren't really out there all that long. Practice started around eight fifty, wrapped up right around ten. So not a very long practice at all. Again, they're ramping it up. They're they're not going to try to put too much on these players' bodies uh, too early, which. I think it's smart. I think it, it raises a little bit of a question mark about how they're going to be ready for August 4th against the Raiders, but we'll get to that a little bit later on here. Trevor Lawrence, he's the star of the show. Everybody knows it. Uh, he started 0-2 today and 7-on-7. Seven seven. Um, he had Christian Kirk on a little out route where Trey Herndon just was tightly covered and it was a contested situation. Uh, wasn't able to complete the pass. Good coverage by Herndon, certainly. And then he had Marvin Jones wide open over the middle of the field. I would say it was slightly late for Jones, but Jones certainly should have caught the pass. It was right right in his uh, hip pocket, had both hands on it, let it hit the ground, unfortunately. But very early, Like to overthink anything that happens in day one of training camp, When it comes to what you see on the field, to overthink it would be a mistake, in my opinion. And I know there's a lot of people out there who have seen my tweet about you know Christian Kirk not being able to create separation on that out route on the first seven on seven play of camp. But again, it's early. There's no pads. Uh, I would not fret about any any of the things that take place on the field outside of like injuries or anything like that. It's too early to really get. Uh, up in arms about anything you're seeing out there or hearing out there. We had no pads. They're just now getting into seven on seven and eleven on eleven stuff. Um, don't don't worry too much about what's happening. But Lawrence did finish five of eight between seven on seven and eleven on eleven. He looked fine. Uh, he he uh, he obviously started o of two, so finishing five of eight, you like that finish. Of course, only having eight practices in team drills um, in a training camp practice, again, is just an indication of of how they're really not ramped up yet. They're really just getting this thing going. They're just building up from what they were doing at OTAs. But he looked good. No bad mistakes. No like turnover-worthy plays. Um, His best one happened late, his best throw. He had Christian Kirk on a sideline shot down the field, down the left side, and uh, he layered it over the defender's outstretched arms. Christian Kirk uh, got some toe drag swag on it, got his feet down, looked good. Again, very limited sample size. I'm going to keep talking about that. It's just too early to really look into what's happening on the field and and, and care too much about it. So we've got some comments in here. Us and Them says, I love how Trevor answered the second year pressure question. He said, I'm not planning on having a bad season. I'm not worried about it. Absolutely. And I was going to talk about that a little bit later. Trevor seems very confident. We'll get into that. Antoine says, if we're paying Kirk wide receiver one money, which can be a discount for a wide receiver one, and he's a number two, and we can draft a number one wide receiver next year, and his rookie contract will be that of a number three wide receiver. Didn't the Jaguars win that deal? That is a very complicated way to look at it. I understand what you're saying. You're basically saying if you're paying Kirk wide receiver one money and he's a wide receiver two, and then you bring in a wide receiver one in the draft and you're not having to pay him that much because he's on a rookie contract, aren't you winning? Um, I I would say to that, you have to wait and see. You don't know that the Jaguars are going to prioritize going out and adding a receiver at the top of the draft last year with whatever their draft capital ends up being. Uh, I think that's a wait-and-see approach. Chris says, A.O. Duval, we got this division this year. Sorry about it. All right, I like the confidence. TZ says, who wins the battle for third-string quarterback? I don't know that there's going to be a third-string quarterback on the active roster. I've talked about this a good amount. Um, They're either going to keep one or or two or three quarterbacks is is my guess right now. They have Trevor Lawrence, who's obviously the starting quarterback. You have C.J. Beathard, Jake Luton. And they just brought in Kyle Slaughter after uh, releasing rookie undrafted free agent EJ Perry, who had a non-football injury. So they've got four guys right now. I would imagine it's going to be two or three that they keep. Because EJ Perry is is no longer on the team, I'm kind of curious if maybe they just keep two uh, and they put... Probably, I would guess that C.J. Beathard would be two, and then they keep Slaughter or or Luton on the practice squad. That's what I would say. Antoine says, for example, pay Kirk wide receiver one money and a Jefferson or even Lamb to be wide receiver one. That money will make itself. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Antoine. The thing about it is the Jaguars—they haven't done well drafting receivers lately, um, really, in a in a long time. Trent Baalke has never drafted a multi-year starter at receiver despite trying. Um, So, yeah, just assuming right now that they can go land one of those types of players, I think is a bit of a reach. But as the season continues, as we get closer to next draft, we'll see how all that works out. Robert says, I'm glad Robinson is running good. Yeah, I think he looks like he's on his way to being healthier probably sooner than I expected because I kind of thought he might end up on the PUP list missed the first month or so of the season, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. But Doug Peterson would not commit to a timeline on that. Us and Them says, remember Jamar Chase couldn't catch a cold in preseason, much less a football, then it just clicked. I'm not sure if that's in reference to what happened with Christian Kirk, but it's not like Kirk looked bad today. He got covered by Trey Herndon, who's a good nickel corner. Uh, I think a lot of people forget about how Herndon can play well at the nickel when healthy. He was injured a lot last year. Robert says Trey is slow. Trey's really not a slow football player. I'm not sure where that's coming from. Maybe he didn't look as fast as normal last year. Uh, He was dealing with an MCL, I believe it was either an MCL or a hamstring that kept him out of a lot of training camp preseason. And then he was just trying to get healthy and get back last year. And I don't think he really, really ever got to fully be himself there. Robert says excited about Fortner. He's a brawler. Yep. We can talk about that. So among the biggest areas of interest, certainly for this Jaguars roster early on in training camp, is going to be the um, the offensive line and how those reps are getting divvied out. Luke Fortner went with Trevor Lawrence um, in team drills as the as the center for the Jaguars. And you had uh, Tyler Shatley directly to his left at guard. And you also had Jawan Taylor out there with with uh, Trevor Lawrence and that offense. So those are some pieces you're going to be watching. You know, what's happening on the interior at center and left guard, What's happening at right tackle? Again, today, Jawan Taylor was out there with Trevor Lawrence. Luke Fortner was out there at center with Trevor Lawrence, and Tyler Shatley was as well to the left of center there. Um, So that's interesting. That means Walker Little was out there with uh, presumably the second team, and so was Ben Barch. So uh, is this going to be a situation where where the team probably is going to rotate who's starting or, excuse me, who is playing uh, with Trevor Lawrence throughout camp? I would guess so. I would guess they're going to rotate here and try to figure out what works best, what what seems to make the most sense up front for this offensive line. But if early indications mean anything, I mean, you had Jawan, you had Luke, and you had Chatley out there at those positions that were in question. Luton uh, was next up at quarterback, and again, he had Ben Barch on his offensive line. He had Walker Little on his offensive line. Uh, I would imagine Beathard would get the number two reps normally, but as of right now, He wasn't doing the team stuff. So uh, I kind of mentioned this one area that's, it's interesting for me. The Jaguars are not practicing with pads on yet. That won't happen until much later in the week. They have a game on August 4th. So they're going to have very few padded practices under their belt, you know, less than a handful before they take on the Raiders in Canton for the hall of fame game. I don't, and this is not um, not any insider knowledge or anything. Just my opinion, looking at what's happening. I don't think you're going to see much of the starters or second team in that Hall of Fame game, maybe at all. Uh, I just don't see how you could risk um, such big investments when you talk about your starters and your heavy contributors uh, after just really not having much padded practice at all. I would imagine the first time you'll really see Trevor and everyone else that you're excited about, you know, in a game would probably not be the Hall of Fame game. It would probably be preseason game two, which is you know game one for the rest of the league besides Jaguars and Raiders. Let's uh, see what people got to say here. Colts have more questions than folks are saying. The Texans aren't going anywhere. We're talking about winning the division here. And the Titans have gotten substantially worse since last year. I think I understand those arguments. I don't necessarily agree with them. I think the Titans are going to be fine. Mike Vrabel has established such a consistent winning culture there, and the Colts maybe they have questions, but they added Unique Ngakwe, Stephon Gilmore, and they upgraded at quarterback in Matt Ryan, and they were they were a game away from making the playoffs last year. So we'll see about that. Us and them says Trey is short, not slow at all. Yeah, and I think Trey's 5'11. He's not too short. Um, Charlie says, How is ETN looking? Travis ETN looks awesome. I mean, he's incredibly fast, incredibly quick. He looks like every bit what he looked like pre-injury, in my opinion. And he actually uh he had some fun in the the press conference after after practice. Uh, Trevor was talking to us and he came up and sat next to me and he <laughs> He's like, "Uh, yeah, Trevor, what's it like having Travis Etienne back in the backfield with you? So they're having a good time, showing chemistry, showing that they can have some fun out there. And uh, it was a lot of fun seeing Travis and Trevor interacting in that way. Robert said, how to walk a little look today. Uh, Honestly, hard to say. There's no pads, right? I'm not going to sit here and, and judge an offensive lineman without pads. But there was nothing glaring, nothing glaring negative or positive there. Renee says hi everyone, excited to see our Jags in ten days. Follow us on YouTube, so much Jaguars Mexico. All right, absolutely. Declinometer says some people are going to lose their minds when Wingard wins the starting job again. He's not going to. Uh, it's Andre Sisco and Rayshon Jenkins right now at safety for the Jaguars. I'd, I'd say, with with full confidence. Robert says Walker never false starts. Taylor did it every play. Yeah. Jawan Taylor, a lot of false starts, a lot of holding penalties. I I know a lot of people want to throw him under the bus and, and he hasn't played to the level he needs to as a former second round pick as a starter in the NFL. But I do think he is in a much better situation in this Phil Rauscher offensive line and blocking scheme and, and, uh, and Doug Peterson offense. Timmy Devil says, Walker Little can't beat out Taylor Taylor OGs. That is not the case. If you're taking that away from Taylor being the first one out there with Trevor Lawrence today, you're reading too much into it. You've got to let the process play out. I think you're going to see a lot of movement and rotation day-to-day from the offensive line while they're trying to figure out who their best five are. Kyle says, looking forward to Tony's speech in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, absolutely. The speech, I think, might be more exciting than the game. Uh, the Hall of Fame game, like I said, they're not going to have had many practices under their belt, certainly very many padded practices. So you'll see, we'll see. I just don't think you're going to see much of, if any, of the main contributors in that one. Jaggernaut says, good morning, Jen Jag. Good morning. Happy to have you here. Us and Them says, Taylor is fighting for a contract. He's going to bring his A-game money. Yeah, money is on the line. You're right. Jawan Taylor is in the final year of his rookie deal, and he's a player that whether it's fighting for a new contract in Jacksonville or trying to sign on somewhere else, he's trying to prove that he can be a starter in this league and be a quality starter. So, yeah, Jawan Taylor is bringing everything he's got, and I think he's in a better situation. Michael says, any notable drops? We had Marvin Jones had one drop uh, on a pass that was a little late, still should have easily been a catch. Um, Nasbo Hannon had one drop, which was a pass that was a little low, but should have been a catch as well. Um, other than that, not much. I, I saw Zay Jones had a, a – um, he caught the pass, but he bobbled it at first wide open down the field, which you want to see him just haul that in cleanly. Jeff says, how was Kyle Slaughter today? He did not get a lot of run. None of the quarterbacks did. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is the starting quarterback and he only got eight passes in team drills. I think Slaughter looked every bit as good as Jake Luton. You can take that how you would like to. Robert says, Walker is too good not to be somewhere on that O-line. I tend to agree with you, Robert. I think Walker little Probably should start. Um, I've talked about that a lot, but Jawan Taylor's not going to just fold over and and uh, give up his starting job without putting up a fight. R checks in and says, Duval, love to see it. Jaggernaut, let's just not have a penalty on our first play of the game. I'd take it. Absolutely. Trillist says, how was Visca today? Visca was good. He caught, I believe, two passes in team drills. I'm continued to be impressed by just how he looks out on the field. He looks more like he did his rookie year. And I think if there's a narrative that he didn't look good last offseason, that wouldn't be true. He did look good. But he looks quicker, looks more agile. Um, His hands look good. He was out there working the uh, the tennis balls after practice, just honing in on his craft with the hands for sure, which you like to see. All right, so what else have we got? Um, confidence. It's critical at every position, even more so at quarterback. I think Trevor Lawrence, despite what happened last year, I think he has all the confidence in the world because he's a confident player. He's very confident in himself and in the work he puts in, in the um, talent that he knows he has. I think he's very confident in Doug Peterson and his head coach now, and he's more confident in his weapons around him. And I think he illustrated that. He said, we have enough group, a good enough group to win as many games as we want. We just have to make that decision. So it's all about the mindset, all about the mentality. And all about um, just giving it everything you've got and having the the confidence to know that you can win any game out there. Trevor Lawrence has that confidence. I think a lot of the players are displaying confidence out there. Uh, As as I mentioned earlier, I was going to mention Travis looks really good. Travis Etienne just looks so explosive. Uh, Dan Arnold, somebody who maybe gets forgotten about a little bit as as you've brought in Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. But Dan Arnold, I think, is going to be a big part of this offense. I think he's going to be critical – not only in 12 personnel, but I think you'll have him out there uh, at times and maybe not have Evan Ingram on the field. I do think Evan Ingram is the starter if you have to look at it that way, but Arnold is going to get plenty of play. I think he's going to be an important contributor for this offense, and having Ingram and Arnold together I think is a big deal. Uh, Robert says Taylor's footwork hasn't gotten better since he was drafted and that viral video of Taylor standing, still watching the password. Yeah, I get it. It's easy to knock on Jawan Taylor. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve some of it, but I am saying I think he is in a better situation. Uh, He was asked to vertical set while George Warhop was here. I don't think you're going to see that as much with Phil Rauscher. And I just don't think Jawan ever got comfortable doing that. Uh, Doing those vertical sets, that's the hardest set to master for an offensive lineman. The quick sets are much easier. So, yeah, I hear you there. Juwan was frustrating to watch last year. Not going to give him a pass, but I, I will say I think he's in a better situation. Did Trevor look good? Hodges asks. Yeah, I mean, he did look good. None of his passes were really off target. Um, He layered that really nice ball down the sideline to Christian Kirk late. Uh, But again, no pads, not a lot of a sample size here. Only eight passes for Trevor Lawrence in team drills. Richard says, getting to catch the stream while on lunch at work. Thanks, bud. Thank you for being here, Richard. Uh, Robert says, Trevor's going to ball with Peterson. I've been trying to say it. I really believe that Trevor Lawrence is going to be that quarterback with the year two breakout. It's all there for him. I'm not saying he's going to be perfect. I'm not saying he's going to be a pro bowler or anything like that. But he's going to make a big jump from what what he did as a rookie and what was around him as a rookie from a coaching standpoint, from a talent standpoint. It's all there in front of Trevor, and I think he's going to take advantage of it. You've got us and them saying running back dropped the ball. That would have been a touchdown anyway. So that was icing on the cake. Okay. Hodges says, do you think our offensive playbook will become more creative? Oh, it is without question. Um, I've talked about that a lot on here. It is 100% much more creative. There's more pre-snap motion. There's more play action. uh, There's more bunch formations. There's more unique looks. I think the route concepts will be working more in conjunction with each other and playing off of each other and just looking more coherent and more focused. Kevin says, I got in here late, so I'm a little bit behind, but have they announced if they will have a scrimmage for the fans? They have not made any sort of announcement like that yet. I'm not sure that it's going to happen this year. But I will keep you guys updated on, on any developments on that front. Benjamin says, first time catching this live. Your vids get better every post. Thank you so much, Benjamin. Um, Hodges says, is it concerning that the players won't be in full pads till Sunday? Yeah, I've been talking about that. That makes me believe you're not going to see. I don't think the starters are going to play in the Hall of Fame game. I don't think they should. Robert says, so true. That's why I played. The offense is way harder to memorize. (laughs) Yeah, the offense is going to be much more. Much more advanced than what it has been around here. But every offense in the NFL has so much that goes into it. Uh, Jordan Drexler checking in. What's up, Jordan? Uh, he says, Your dark are dark horse UDFA to make the team. So uh, it's hard. I mean, I know everyone wants to talk about Kevin Austin, the wide receiver out of Notre Dame, who, by the way, I don't think he let anything hit the ground today, which was good for him. Um, he's got a shot but he's going to have to overtake Laquan Treadwell or there's going to have to be the I-word ahead of him on the depth chart. Um, You know, Nasbo Hannon is a guy I mentioned dropped a pass, but I think he has a lot of ability to come in and and potentially be a balanced tight end, maybe more in the Y tight end, the blocking tight end role. But I I like his ability. Um, Lawan Winningham, this is a guy who (laughs) – who keeps showing up. Uh, he had a great catch today. It looked like the defender had leverage, kind of had the angle on the ball. It was a short out route, but Winningham established his position and aggressively jumped in front of the defender uh, to, to make the grab and he's big and tall. So I, I really do like Winningham. He's fun to watch. I think he'll have a chance, but I think it's gonna be difficult for any UDFAs to make this team Uh, I I do think you could look at potentially somebody that I had scouted uh, and and thought that could potentially play safety despite playing cornerback at Texas was Josh Thompson, who the Jaguars picked up as an undrafted free agent. I think he has a chance to stick in the league, but I think more of these guys are going to end up being on the practice squad than on the fifty three. All right, we've got Jay checking in. What about Garrett Prince? Yeah, Garrett Prince, he's a guy I looked at as well. Uh, Very athletic tight end. Certainly should be able to find a role in terms of being a guy that can really take the dump-offs and and the short game stuff and make something out of it. He did that a lot at UAB, but he hasn't really popped yet. Uh, During practice, he'll have his opportunities to do so. Some dork says, does ETN look small? Nope. I sat literally right next to him during the press conference today. He is not small. I can guarantee you that. I'm five uh, ten, 5'10", 205 right now, and he kind of dwarfed me. So not worried about that at all. And he's got a lot of power in his legs. Um, he I, I can understand why you would say he doesn't look like this rocked up, like super jacked running back, but <laughs> trust me, he's good to go. TZ Sports Collector says, sweet, so Kevin Austin will get a chance to shine in the Hall of Fame game. He should. I mean, those preseason games, those should be – I mean, he needs to play well in practice, obviously, but you want to see him lined up against opponents uh, that aren't his teammates and go out there and make some plays. So, yeah, I agree with you there, TZ. Robert says, Treadwell looks like wide receiver four. He got better as the year went on. Uh, So, yeah, Treadwell could be – in the mix for wide receiver four to me, I think he's wide receiver five right now, five or six. I think, I think right now the the top four is the big three that, you know, are getting paid, which is Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones and Zay Jones. I think LaVisca is fourth. I would say Treadwell is right behind him and Agnew talent wise. I think he could be third or fourth. I just, I, and I don't know this for a fact, But to me, I think it seems like they're going to focus on him as more of a a minimal role player in the offense where you get him a few looks every game, but you really want him to be healthy and making a big impact on special teams. Chris says, Jack's going to have a great year. Let's hope so. Jeffrey says, what was J-Rob doing today? He was working off to the side. Um, He was carrying the ball and he was just kind of running and cutting. And he he doesn't look like he's walking gingerly or anything like that. So that's good to go. Um, and he's not on the PUP list. So he could very well be ready for week one. We'll see how it all plays out. Hodges says, I'm glad Etienne's foot isn't bothering him. Yep, I wouldn't say that it's bothering him at all. Iso Fast says, Jack's going to go 10-7 and seven this year. I don't know about that. I'd say pump the brakes a little bit. Um, I'm, I haven't gotten into my official record prediction. I'm not going to here for at least a few weeks. Michael says, what should we as fans be looking for during the hall of fame game? I can't say that for certain yet, because we don't know exactly who's going to be playing in the hall of fame game. What is the coaching staff trying to get out of the hall of fame game? We're not there yet. We will certainly get more answers on that front but I would think you would want to see just players competing their asses off and not making big mistakes. I think that's what you want to see. And I wouldn't expect to see the starters. I I don't think they should play in the hall of fame game. I know fans want to see them. You want to see some of the big names there, but having only a few padded practices prior to that game, I just wouldn't risk it. All right. Seddon says, You really think J Rob could be back week one? I do. I think if he didn't have a chance to be back week one, they would have placed him on the PUP. Charlie Boy says, Who do you have winning the division? Right now, I have the Colts. That is not official yet, but I do have the Colts right now. I think Matt Ryan's a big upgrade. I think getting Unique Ngakwe uh, in that Gus Bradley defense as as the Leo, he works so well at that position. And Stephon Gilmore as well. And they just have so much talent with Darius Leonard. And, um, DeForest Buckner and all those guys up front. Do you think Josh Allen is going to give Walker a lot of pass rushing tips? Absolutely. They were among the guys out there after practice, continuing to work um, and, and get it in and, and try to make sure that they're, they're honed in. Jeffrey says, I near shrieked when I saw j wasn't on the pub list. Yeah, it's exciting. I really thought he would be. Uh, that's just an indication that the recovery is going well. and. He's, he's progressing. TZ says, have you seen Nick Ford yet? No, I I really was not honed in on the backup offensive lineman and everything was so quick today. It was such a quick practice, just over an hour um, that they were on the field. Bus 49 says, are we going to see Dan Arnold and Evan Ingram at the same time? Both have historically been below average blockers. You are. And I, I think, while, yes, neither of them is block. are blocking tight ends. They're both more of the F tight end, the move tight end role. I think they can do enough to make you believe that potentially they could be running the football uh, or, or staying in the block. I do. Because, I mean, let's be honest. Zach Ertz and, and Dallas Goddard, they weren't huge blocking tight ends. Trey Burton wasn't. I mean, you can get it done with, with 12 personnel with two tight ends on the field without both of them being good blockers. Chris says rep some deep play stuff at the hall of fame game. Yeah, definitely. I would be, Uh, I think our defense is going to play like the bills game all year. They're going to carry this offense. says Robert that's bold. And, and with a defense that has a new defensive coordinator, a bunch of new pieces, multiple rookies starting, I don't know how quickly it will happen. I do think this is going to be a really good defense. I've said that. Uh, I think they're going to certainly be top half of the league on the defensive side of the ball. It's just about how quickly it all comes together. Jeffrey says, how'd the defense look? Uh, no pads. It's hard to say how the defense looked. But you saw them. Um, they were pretty good and, and and pretty tight in coverage for most of the day. Um but it's too early to really say how the defense looked. They're not going full bore trying to get Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence had three passes in 11 on 11. So uh, Robert says, so is Chase on traded by week one? I don't think so. Cause right now on the depth chart, if you, if you break it down, I think Chase on is the number three outside linebacker behind Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. Michael says, Colts gotta get got better, and here's what you want to see in any preseason. Other guys beating theirs. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, you just want to see guys competing and making an impact. When's the next practice? says Hodges. It is tomorrow. Robert says a three is a three-forge's new terminology. I'm not sure what that means. Sorry, guys. Uh how did ETN look? We've gotten that one a lot etn looks fast he looks really fast he looks explosive muma siding question mark has us in them yeah I didn't see much of him today I will I'll certainly be looking for him throughout the week again it was so quick practice was very quick Andre Cisco Tyson Campbell updates from day one yeah I didn't see anything of note from either of them today again there was only eight 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 passes by Trevor Lawrence. So, you're you're going to want to see more of that as the week goes on and they will continue to ramp it up. Yeah, this group not shying away from the expectations Trevor Lawrence talked about that. I mean, Doug Peterson months ago he said everything we're doing right now is to get you prepared to be playing football in January and February. I think this is not a group that is talking about, oh, we're in a rebuilding year. We're just trying to improve on last year. No, they're trying to compete and they're trying to get into the playoffs. We've got more questions coming in. Anything on T. Walker? I can tell you, Walker was out there after practice working with Josh Allen and a few of the other edge defenders. Uh, Beyond that, nothing today. What about the kickers? I didn't see the kicker. I didn't see anything today uh, with the kickers. (coughs) Excuse me. So I still think the biggest upgrade was at head coach, and this is going to be my last point here. Trevor Lawrence talked about Doug Peterson after practice. Just Peterson's ability to – he's a player's coach, right? But he knows when to push, when to pull back a little bit. He just has a really good sense of when he should be pushing people to their limit, when he needs to to tone back a little bit, and and how to – you know, be empathetic when that needs to be, uh, when he needs to act that way, how to, you know, be a little bit more stern and push players when he needs to. So I think just his ability to connect with and get the most out of and and make everyone comfortable is huge. Robert says, with Lloyd having a hamstring, Muma will get some good reps. Absolutely. And I'm going to continue to watch Muma throughout the week. Uh, but that is going to do it for me here today. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. And um, we will be back out there for training camp practice tomorrow. And I'll, I'll be back with a uh, training camp day two recap, you know, thoughts, observations, takeaways, all that good stuff. Uh, make sure to hit me up on Twitter at Jordan follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube and check GenJag.com the ones who get it done.